Welcome back to Morning Trade Live. We've got a lot on the calendar this week, of course, culminating with Jerome Powell's statement from Jackson Hole on Friday. But today we're looking forward to an announcement from the president about student loan forgiveness, tightening and then some loosening. Let's bring in Robert Davis, our first guest here this morning from Roundtable Wealth Management Partner and Chief Investment Officer. Robert, how do these things weigh against each other? We've got the central bank still ready to tighten the economy, but the president trying to find ways to inject more money or free up some cash flow, it seems like. Well, it's, it's, it's certainly an interesting dynamic, Oliver, and thank you for having me this morning. The, uh, I, I think the, the, the Fed will continue to be very strong in their interest rate policy because it's all about credibility. As Kashkari said, he doesn't want uh, investors uh, inflation expectations become unanchored, and I think that's critical. With respect to the Biden administration looking to forgive $10,000 in student debt for those making less than $125,000 a year, uh, that could, it's, it's certainly stimulative. It depends what happens with those that receive the forgiveness. It's, it's somewhat of a gift. And uh, the prior uh, guest said, will they go on a fishing trip? Well, let's hope that's not the case, that there's some financial responsibility taking place that you're given a gift of $10,000 in forgiveness and let's get our financial house in order. Is there a way to express um, this? I mean, maybe not a trade or investment, but does it uh, have power to counteract some of the tightening or does ultimately the Fed's plan, which also includes the balance sheet unwind, is that still going to be our driving force? I, I think that's the driving force. I think rates are, are going higher. And, and the, the dynamic that I think is, is at play with investors is that, uh, you know, previously within over the last month, most of the market thought the Fed would start cutting rates. And then we had uh, several Fed governors say that it's very unlikely that the Fed will reduce rates next year. So that when that dynamic shifts, when the market plays into there will not be interest rate cuts next year, then the the same dynamic that played out for growth stocks and equities generally earlier in the year, I think will be a headwind uh, for the market. So investors have to be careful on where they're buying. And, and at the end of the day, like what we like to say here is that investors make money three ways earnings growth, dividends, and what investors are willing to pay, i.e. the multiple on those earnings. And with higher rates, uh, earnings could come under pressure. There's certainly wage pressures. So investors have to watch out for that. Okay, so I guess maybe the old uh, picking up pennies in front of a steamroller, the uh, 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 saying may apply here where the Fed's the steamroller, maybe some of the uh, student loan forgiveness, uh, the change in front. Uh, so don't go too crazy thinking that this is like a stimulus redux, right? This isn't the um, same degree of scale of what we were doing Absolutely. during COVID. Absolutely. And, and I think investors need to be cognizant and, and watch inflation, keeping in mind that roughly 70% of the U.S. economy is consumer-based. And just because inflation goes from 9.1 to 8.5, and let's say, I'm not, a, I'm not making a projection here, but let's say it goes to 8% on the next reading, it's still increasing. It's just increasing at a slower rate. And, and just basic math uh, would suggest that something can continually go up at $1.50 each month 
the rate of increase slows just because of a base effect. And I mm. think that's what we'll see inflation. But we have to revert back to the consumer and what are they experiencing? So they're in the Northeast this, this winter, very likely higher heating oil costs, natural gas is through the roof, food prices are up. Those are all real issues. There's a great chart that came out from Morning uh, Consult, and it showed that in July, in all income brackets, uh, after paying all monthly bills, those that had no money left actually increased. So I think there'll be a, a belt tightening that happens in September uh, for consumers. So we have to be cognizant of that. Mm. Uh, Robert, with those uh, economic pressures that everyday people are feeling, sentiment has been in the dumps. It's uh, been something that has uh, captured a lot of attention, especially for those who uh, believe that uh, extreme measures of sentiment or positioning are opportunities to take a contrarian view. I guess that's been working a little bit here the last couple months as the stock markets come back. But then as soon as we see bonds start to sell off again here the past week, things get a little rocky. How do we uh, sort of balance these notions as well, where typically it's a good time to buy when there is such fear, uh, but it seems, again, that steamroller of the Fed maybe is a, pr uh, a good reason to have some fear. Yeah, that, that's a great point, Oliver. And if we look back to sort of mid-June when this rally really began in earnest, the, the bearish sentiment in the market was historical. It was, you could go back a decade and it, it couldn't get any any worse. And I think the, the market recognized that. Plus, we, we had a little bit better reading in inflation. That helped. Second quarter earnings were a little bit better than most people expected. That certainly helped. But now the Fed is saying that we're going to be very uh, diligent in combating inflation and getting it down to our 2% 2 target. And so I think what investors need to do is, is look at ways to remain invested. We all know, and I think your viewers know that, remaining investors is key to long-term success. So having investments that will provide some downside protection, but be able to capture that upside. So look at things that have lower valuations, look at some ETFs, liquid alternatives, that provide a downside protection over the next year, but capture upside. And if you think the upside to the market over the next year is no greater than say 18%, some of these buffered strategies actually offer a great opportunity to capture the upside, but protect you if, if rates go further than the market expected or inflation doesn't come down as much or consumer spending is not as strong as everyone would like. So there's different ways to, to play this to protect oneself. Tell us about those. Uh, what do you like, Robert? We had a conversation yesterday with the ETF guest about some alternative funds. I'm curious which ones you like. So the ones we've uh, we've really looked into are, are provided by Innovator, and they're on the S&P. They can be on developed markets, emerging markets, and downside protections of anywhere from 9 to 15%. And the upsides right now uh, are quite strong in the uh, the high double digits. And so when we look at that, if if your forecast is that the market might be up, say by next June, let's say 12%, and these are providing upside of up to say 18%, that's that's a good trade-off. You're really not getting capped out in these strategies. And again, depending on the, the buffer that you want, that should reflect your outlook. Uh, and we also are doing it in, in Europe and emerging markets. I think Europe is particularly interesting because there's this there's this catalyst, obviously, of the Ukraine-Russian war, 
And right now there's no off ramp. There's huge energy costs. Inflation is through the roof. And the ECB is really stuck at, I think, 50 basis points on their rate. How do you raise rates when when they're really staring down the barrel of a recession? And so if there's a if there's a change in the Ukraine situation, that could change the energy energy situation. Perhaps uh, inflation comes down and you could see a real jump there. What's nice about some of these liquid alt strategies is that it allows you to remain in the market on a risk adjusted basis. And if the market moves quickly up, you're, you're capturing perhaps not all of it because of the uh, the hedge uh, instruments embedded in that ETF, but it allows you to participate and then rotate out. Great stuff, Robert. Appreciate the details and uh, the macro view uh, coming down to an investment idea. Great stuff. Looking forward to more. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Oliver. Absolutely. Robert Davis, Partner and Chief Investment Officer at Roundtable Wealth Management with a few ideas here on how to partake in upside but be hedged as well.